Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. We have a special video edition today. So if you're listening over on Spotify, you should be able to see me. And of course, you can do that over on YouTube as well. Today, I want to talk about human psychology. I want to talk about crowd psychology and really why it matters in trading. And I'm going to give you six books that will help you understand it a little bit more. And this topic came up from a conversation I was having with one of the traders that I work with on the platform the other day where he was looking for some book recommendation. And as always, I kind of gave him a, a few for different parts in his trading journey. And he said, no, 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 Akil, I want some recommendations specifically on kind of understanding crowd psychology and human behavior. And I was like, ugh. It's been a while um, and I had about two that I named and it got me thinking about kind of naming a little bit more. So I ended up finding a nice little article from someone that I really trust. And at the very end of this podcast, I'm going to lay out the six books that they recommend. But we need to first and foremost understand that human psychology, crowd psychology, whatever you want to call it, is extremely important, right? This is what investing is. Understand that you know, yes, we we look at charts and whatnot, but what we see on the charts is nothing more than a visual representation of everything that's happening in the markets from all of its participants. That means me, that means you, that means institutions, that means algorithms, that means everyone. And the reason that markets move isn't because of some special algorithm or special math or AI or anything like that. They move because of the behaviors of everyone involved. And as an investor, one of the first lessons that I was taught by my my great and late mentor was that the better that we can understand how people react, you know, what gets people going, what gets people scared, the better we can understand the markets and really pinpoint what is going to be a buy, when is it going to be a buy, and, and, and even on vice versa, the other side with selling. So this stuff is very important, not just for investing, longer term investing, but for trading as well. Because if you can anticipate how people are going to react to certain situations, that gives you an edge and a really big edge in timing specifically, and which will allow you, I mean, timing is everything in trading. It's, you know, trading is making obviously the, the right decision, but it's also making the right decision at the right time. That's where you really see the value in trading and the value in investing. So I want to start off with the first book I have listed up. It's going to be called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. I'm a big Robert Greene fan. I got about three of his books there. Um, and in The Laws of Nature, I might won't do a whole book review, but there are basically like nine or ten laws that he mentions. I, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think it's like it's not written down like some of his other books, but there are nine or ten subjects that he mentions. And I want to talk to you about how these are trading related. And I wrote down a few. We'll start with a few. One is going to be the law of irrationality. And this means recognizing and confronting personal biases and emotions that cloud our judgment. And understand, if you don't know this already, right, human beings, we are extremely irrational. I've done a lot of research on this and I love kind of me personally because I, I tend to think more rationally than others. But then I also get labeled a certain thing because of that. But understand that we don't always make the best decision. There are decisions that should be black or white, just as with kind of the, the, the betterment of the, the, the greater good. But we will often make the emotional decision. A great example is this. There was this movie I watched the other day. I think it's called 
Cabin in the Woods. Um, I, I may be wrong with that, but I think it's called Cabin in the Woods where, you know, I don't want to spoil it for you, but basically there's this family in the cabin and a group of people approach them and they say, hey, the world is going to end in this very horrible way unless one of you is sacrificed. There's three of you here. You have to choose who's going to sacrifice, but you can't kill yourself. And I remember me and my wife discussion, uh, discussing this and I, I gave an answer pretty quickly and she looked at me weird like, hey, like, why were you so quick to give that answer? Didn't even think about it because I'm really good at making the rational decision. I was like that before trading kind of enhanced that trait of mine. Um, but at the same time, the rational decision, I, I don't want to say it isn't, it, it's the best decision for the greater good, but not necessarily the, the, but ultimately I would probably take the emotional decision because I don't know, I'm, I'm still a human and that's how it works. But anyway, Understand that in the market, we will often make irrational decisions because we are human beings and we are so driven off of emotion. So that's an important law. The second one is the law of narcissism. And, and you're going to see this as being a common theme throughout a few of these. But um, we are out for not all of us, obviously, but many of us are out for ourselves. Many are Many of us have egos. We don't really care about doing harm or really care at all about anyone else we are we only want what's going to elevate us in that position and obviously you can see that in trading and investing a lot you can see it in social media promotion with the i i i me 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 like come on let's boost my profile but you can see that within the actions of the markets as well this kind of leads into another one which is going to be the law of role playing and, and this is understanding that most of us don't actually act, you know, act like us, if that makes sense. It's kind of like the whole social media thing where social media allows us to create this avatar and this avatar is whoever we want it to be. We get to share whatever we want people to think about us and we can kind of create our own image. We are playing this role. You, you see this in investing and, and, and trading as well, where people create this image and they take certain actions because of this image that they want to portray and and it's not always a good thing for them usually it ends bad because it means doing kind of self-destructive behavior in order to fulfill a certain image so that others think you're successful and you're really not but again it's something that human beings we get sucked into a lot because we have this desire to please others and our actions will reflect that another one is the law of compulsive behaviors where Humans are slaves to patterns and we often display predictable behaviors. This is a massive ones, right? Human beings are very predictable. And if you spend any time in the market, really any time, anywhere, you can pretty much pinpoint how people are going to react. I'll, I'll give you one example, one a trading example, one a real life example, right? Let's imagine that me and you are walking down the street and we're walking down, we see each other, we lock eyes, and I, I put my hand out like this, right? What are you gonna do? You're gonna put your hand out and shake my hand, right? I can predict with almost 99% certainty that that is the action you're gonna take. Same thing with little kids in high five. We're, we're taught high fives at a very young age, right? Someone puts their hands up for a high five, you high five back, right? Even things where it's like, you know, ask, you know, hey, how are you doing today? And, and you know, my, my kid called me the other day where I said, hey, good, how about yourself? He's like, well, how come you always say the same thing every, every time someone asks you that? And I'm just conditioned to do that, right? It is my, my pattern, my natural response. We have these same natural responses in the market, but obviously in the market, it's a little more, it's a little bit more specific, right? And there's this cool, not well, not cool, but there was this. I, I was talking. I was at it was Thanksgiving. 
I think the COVID year after, I think it had to be the year after COVID, 21 or 22, I guess it was. And I was at this, uh, went away on a family vacation. We're up in like Maine somewhere. Um, nice, nice house right on the, right on the river. And we're, we're kind of in the morning waking up on uh, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. We're just sitting by the fireplace, just, you know, talking it up, chatting it up a little bit. And one of my cousins or, or whatnot puts on the news and it was this uh, big news, right? Things have been going good in the economy. And there was this big news, a little too good, I guess you can say. There was this big news about a new COVID strand coming out and blah, 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 blah. And I looked around because this is what I typically do. I, I tend to be quiet. I don't really like talking about trading, investing, especially with family and whatnot. But I like reading people. And I said, I said, I said to myself, I, I, I bet we're going to see some panic from people. I bet people are going to get scared. And I looked around the room and everyone's kind of fearful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Panicking, panicking. Now, the same time in this small circle, everyone's panicking and scared. The same thing's happening in the market and people are selling out of the market. The S&P is tanking. And I'm looking at myself saying this is purposeful. We had a very good run. Money has been made during this run. The markets are at a, a price point right now where it's a little bit too expensive to get involved. So if I'm an institutional trader, if I'm big bank, what am I going to do? I need prices to get cheaper. So I'm going to flood in a little negative news. I know that when people see this specific COVID news at the time we're in, there's going to be a panic. When people panic, they're going to start removing money and making irrational decisions, right? Not thinking long term. And then the markets are going to drop and tank a little bit. And then that's going to make everything cheaper for me to buy again. And I told my uncle, I said, hey, watch this. Markets are going to tank, right? We're going to end a week like this. We're going to come back Monday. There's going to be some sort of good news and markets are going to flood up again. And lo and behold, the next week, exactly what happened. Now, why did I know that? Am I some sort of genius? No, but I know the game. And more importantly, I know how humans react. And, and, and more importantly, not do I know, but big banks, institutions, whoever you want to call it, whoever the, the puppet masters are pulling the strings here, they know it as well. And they will purposely put us in situations knowing how we're going to react so that they can personally benefit, right? But we, we have these natural reactions. Again, most of them are fear and greed based, and those are going to be compulsive behaviors. Another one, this is a word that's always hard for me, so, so bear with me. It's the law of covetness. <laughs> um, people often desire what others have. We, we covet certain things. And we talked about kind of the, the fear-based thing with the market tanking and everyone running scared and, and taking their money out the market. Well, this is the greed-based thing as well. So the opposite end of that spectrum is that when the markets are good, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about, hey, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin's a perfect example, right? Years ago, before Bitcoin kind of went sideways and, and people stopped caring about crypto as much, right? Everyone's talking about this crypto rush. We got Bitcoin doing this, this many thousand percent, this and this and this and this. And every single place I go, because they know I'm the investment guy, what's the question I get? Hey, Akio, I'm interested in Bitcoin. Hey, Akio, I'm interested in Bitcoin. It's like, wait. You, you don't even have a, a retirement fund, right? You've never been interested in any type of investment in your life. I always tell people, start small, start with an ETF, an S&P, something like that, invest in an index and just kind of, you know, sprinkle in a little money each month and get your feet wet. And then once you learn, then you can get into more dangerous or risky asset classes. But no, I want to go straight into Bitcoin. Why? Because everyone is talking about it. It's this popular thing. Oh, your friend over there invested in Bitcoin. Remember the narcissism thing, right? The people that have made money off of it, they're letting you know about it, right? So you feel like you're missing out. Everyone's got this big magical thing. You don't. You covet that. 
And now you want to get involved, right? So that's the, the, the fear part was the first and this is the greed part of it as well. At the same time, this flows into our next one, which is the law of short-sightedness, right? We don't think big picture. I can go on an entire podcast on this topic, but in general, we don't think big picture. So again, if we go back to that investment example, if something, if, if the markets are moving, right? They are up and, and everyone's talking about it. Everyone's excited. You don't have it. We don't take the time to think kind of big picture. We just, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. We see this so much in people learning how to trade as well, where it's like, hey, probably gonna take you between six and 18 months to get good at this trading thing to the point where you just won't blow your account. No, 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 how about, how about, how about six to 18 days, Akil? It's like, ah, just stop, I want it now. But the right investment choice would be okay. I, I, I see that, what we're talking about, the S&P. I see the S&P is at this level. I know that pullbacks are natural in the market. The market needs room to breathe. I'm going to continue to kind of build my war chest, my available investment funds. I'm going to wait for that next breather, that next, what, Black Friday bad news event to come out and the market tanks. And I'm going to be able to get in something that I truly want to invest in for the long term at a much cheaper price. But instead, people are impatient. They, they think they're never going to get that price again. They have to do it now or they're going to miss out forever. So they invest when things are at highs and then things go low and then they lose money and then they either pull their money out or, or who knows what. But we don't think bigger picture enough. We want instant gratification. And again, that's a, a bigger problem in almost all aspects of life right now. Kind of following up with that as well is the law of defensiveness, right? We don't like being wrong. So have you ever heard of someone kind of um, moving stops back, right? That is a common problem we see in trading where you're into a trade and, and price isn't going in your favor and it's going against you and it's inching towards your, your stop loss, which is your get out point. And instead of eating it, right, instead of getting stopped out, taking your loss and, and reloading for the next uh, trading opportunity, what do we start doing? We start moving it back, right? We're defensive. They're, they're, no way could we be wrong with this idea. It, it hurts our ego. I think ego is another one I had listed as well, but it hurts our ego. We can't be wrong, wrong, like we're offended by it. So what do we do? We, we remove ourselves, or I guess we put ourselves in a position where we don't have to be wrong right now, right? Short-sightedness, not thinking about big picture. So we take that stop loss, we move it down. Because as long as that's, until that stop loss is hit, you're technically not wrong, right? So we keep putting our, in ourselves in a position where we're pushing back this wrongness. And then eventually we are wrong. And we, when we are wrong, we lose way much more than what we planned on losing. That puts us in a whole different situation. But we're defensive. We, we become emotionally bought into our position in, in the market. Now, a little bit harder as an investor, because we do have, I think when you're an investor, you do have to have kind of that, that, that bias, that personal investment in a way. Um, but we see this a lot with trading and in trading, you have to understand that you are a mercenary in the market investing as well, where you're not emotionally invested in any of this stuff, right? You are not an actual owner of the company. You didn't build this company for your, from your, your, your bare hands. And, and if it fails, it's on you. That's a different story. I, I get that. I get if you're personally involved in something like that, but if not, you're just in and out. You're in it to try to make a buck. If you don't make the buck, well, you cut your losses and you try to make a buck the next time. Uh, you can't get emotionally invested. No one is judging you if you're wrong on an investment. Um, however, if you stay wrong too long on an investment, that can be devastating to your account and, and your psyche as well. Um, the next one is laws of self-sabotage. 
I think we just explained that <laughs> self-explanatory, right? We self-sabotage, right? Humans can't act against their best interests due to inner conflict or unresolved emotions. It's, you know, we self-sabotage. That is one of the, the biggest things that kills traders. It isn't the market, it isn't the broker, it isn't kind of the, the magic manipulator out there. It is the person in the mirror, you. You guys know my story. I went back to my trade logs when I was a very bad trader and I, I swore it was the system, the strategy, the broker, everything else. And I found out through quantitative data that it was me, that I did an A-B test and my current results were this, they were pretty bad. If I would have just stopped out all the self-sabotaging errors, my results would have been good. And that was the biggest lightning or light bulb that went off on my head. It did take a lot of work to fix it. So it's one thing to notice it, another thing to fix it. But it starts with understanding that, hey, I am the problem. And once you understand that you are the problem, it makes it a lot easier to fix because you're no longer making those excuses and you can kind of figure out the solution and whatnot. Next, I think we're getting towards the bottom now. I think I got one more after this is going to be the laws of repression, right? Repression is kind of keeping things in, right? This follows up on the inability to take a loss and whatnot. But a big thing I notice in trading is that, and I was like this as well, we, we talk about trading psychology and, and emotions are one of the main reasons that we do all the dumb stuff that gets us in trouble. And we kind of create this idea that we have to be emotionalist as traders. And I love Denise Scholl for this because uh, she schooled me on the fact that, hey, are you a trader or are you a human? And I'm like, well, you know, a little bit of, but we're human beings first. We're human beings that trade, right? We, we define ourselves as human beings. Trading is the thing that we do. Human beings naturally have emotions. This is why we are human beings, right? For better or for worse. So we can't all of a sudden turn off being a human being. I can't just shut off my emotions like a light switch. It doesn't happen. So I have to learn how to deal with them. And being able to accept that I have emotions is a major piece of the puzzle. Being able to accept that, hey, I want to make more money. I feel greedy. Or when a trade's going the opposite direction, hey guys, I'm, I'm scared or like FOMO, a fear of missing out, right? If we can accept it, we can handle it. It's when we try to push it down and we push it down, we push it down like a spring, push it down, push it down. We can only push it down so much before, boom, it explodes and it comes out in a very negative way. So again, most people can't do that, but as, as traders, that is something that we really have to deal with. The last one I had written down was the law of envy. Jealousy, again, this is kind of like covetousness, right? We want what we don't have and we tend to compare ourselves to others and we see this a lot and again this goes hand in hand with many of the other things i i, I mentioned um especially with kind of the narcissism thing where people are creating this this image or the role playing where people are creating this image and we only see that image and we see ourselves in our real image and we say hey how come our image doesn't line up with this image and unfortunately for a lot of newer traders the image that we see is is what we think trading should look like. So we're in a game where we can never actually be what we think we want to be. And that just makes us, you know, spiral out of control. And one of those big things is envy and jealousy. And when we're envious and we're jealous, you guys have probably been there before. Um, we start acting out of control. We start doing things that is not in our, our, our normal behavior. And that typically gets us in trouble. Now, before I let you guys go, I want to name for you the six books that were mentioned in this article. This article was written by Steve Burns. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he has a website called New Trader U. That's going to be the letter U. You can find the article. It's called Six Books to Understand Human Nature, Book Recommendations on Human Psychology. And the books that he recommended are this. One, 
The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Two, Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us. Three, Influence, New and Expanded. That's the updated version I told you about, The Psychology of Persuasion. Four, The Blank Slate, The Modern Denial of Human Nature. Five, Man's Search for Reading. And six, Lord of the Flies. If you guys have any other book recommendations that you would like to recommend, maybe uh, if there are books here that you read and you said, hey, Keel, that's a good one, or maybe something that isn't noted, feel free to leave it in the comments section below. You can also shoot me a DM on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and make sure you give it a follow, give it a like, subscribe, whatever you need to do to stay in the mix. That way you don't miss the next episode. All right. Until then, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.